Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Uncover Session, your neighborhood discussion where you join us about literally everything about life. I'm your main host for today, I'm Jeremy, and I have with me... Hi, I'm King Hong. And today we have a guest on the show. Let's roll the intro. So today we have with us Janelle Tan. Hello. Is that all you're <laughs> going to say? Hello, thanks for inviting me. <laughs> Anyways, we have today with us um, Janelle, who has been my friend for around... Right, it's around like seven years, right? Seven years. Close to seven. Cap- no, capping off this year then it... Oh yeah, capping off this year then would be like seven years. Yeah, I've known you since from one. And basically, a brief introduction about you, since you're so awkward. Mm, okay. Jenna is basically the person I find a very mature person where I always um, talk to in order to seek advices. And also for her ideologies behind many kind of things where she sees different kind of things in a more mature perspective. But before going into today's topic, how are you coping with your studies? It has been quite stressful since it's the COVID and we are all in lockdown. We bounce back. We used to have like single digits and we uh, actually had a little tiny bit of a freedom to go out and still just meet each other. But it bounced back. I'm just back here doing online classes so it kind of sucks but it's uh close to the ending of my semester now so i'm glad that it's over how has studies been for you i mean how are you coping up with it did you have your finals online or haven't you had had it yet my finals is starting in about two weeks time next week is just like our revision week before it starts it's quite stressful yeah how's prep for it I would say that, you know, I really slacked off compared to being in, like, physical classes, but I'm still trying my best to, you know, get everything, focus on myself, and also the studies. I mean, the last time I texted you, you were saying that you had, like, um, online tests, right? Yeah. Was it? Some online tests? Yeah. How, how did you do in it, as in, on an online basis in comparison to doing it um, in person? Well, since uh, online classes, they, my school, they changed it to more assignment-based. So instead of just not like uh, being able to refer to past, all those past papers and stuff, you can actually just search for a lot of uh, answers online. So it has become like an open book assignment instead of just, yeah. So is it in anyway like easier yeah it definitely has been easier for all of us i think but i think uh distraction wise online classes definitely is a distraction because we have access to so many social media platforms like you it can be like games can be music you know so you can be attending a class but still your mind is not in the class yeah anyways um 
I've invited you today for a very special reason because you are one of the person I know um, when it comes to being confident about yourself. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, really? <laughs> Is that <Yeah>. it? <laughs> I mean, um, in comparison to... Maybe it's because that I know... I, I, I've known you for across like six, seven years. So we've been very close. And I know uh, most of the stuff about you. But I mean, when it comes to confidence, you are the first person that I think of. Although, of course, there are some setbacks and, you know, um, places where you fall as well. But then, I mean, what do you think about um, life today on the social media? As in, because nowadays, technology has brought social media, a wide range of social media to us um, in many various platforms. How do you think the life is for us as teenagers on the social media platforms today? Uh, I would say it's definitely challenging since, you know, uh, social media keeps evolving to different stuff. We follow different trends as teenagers. We, we want to keep up with the trends. Like, if you don't keep up with the trends, people will be like, oh, wow, why are, you, why are you like that? Why are you still, why are you so, like, outdated and stuff? So I think it's definitely really challenging. Most of us feel pressured to keep up with it. but. For some people, they don't really want to bother it because, you know, they don't think of this standard as a need to follow. So I'm glad that these kind of people, they think this way. But there are some people that they just feel really insecure in themselves, which is quite normal in this generation. And I hope that, you know, this can change. I mean, like you see, many people are... Um quite insecure about themselves from the various social media platforms because of uh, what I say is the amount of people that they follow and it makes them to maybe to an extent jealous of what people possess um, despite being materialistic things or maybe beauty. But I mean, how do you think self-confidence has been influenced by these various social media platforms, especially when there are influencers around um, advocating on maybe beauty products or uh, on materialistic things. Yeah, so most of the like Instagram posts, you know, you see, they, most people, they just tend to look the best version of themselves. Every post has to be like really aesthetic looking. People, those models, Instagram models, they, they look like they have flawless skin. Their body is very snatched and stuff. But, uh, you know, some people, they do it because you influence people, because you're an influencer, right? So you tend to want to look the best version of yourself. And some people, like, you don't, people don't realize that those followers of those models, they may look at the person and be like, why don't I look like this? Why don't I look like this girl? Why don't I look like this guy? Why are they so tall? They're so skinny. Why do they have, why do don't, like, they don't have, like, acne on their skin? Why do they not have scars? That is what uh, those people in the beauty industry, they don't portray this side of themselves because they would, they, uh, they fear judgment is what I would say. Yeah. 
would you think that is a flaw um, of the social media as it doesn't portray the... Yeah, si- similarly, it doesn't portray the flaw of the influencers and also um, just any users on the social media. Yeah, I definitely think that it's a flaw. Uh, however, some models, they do promote body positivity, but yeah, like the upcoming posters are just always really perfect. You know, they say that they are for body positivity, but when you, when you scroll through that post, you still don't see much difference about it. That's what I think it's flawed here. In extension from what you mentioned about body positivity, do you think that it makes sense to actually preach on something you don't practice? Because it's like many, you see many influencers, they advocate for different issues such as um, work hard, play hard, um, how, or maybe a term we use flexing yeah. on their beauty, flexing on um, materialistic stuffs. But it is actually just a side of them where they show in order to attract more followers, more yeah, likes. But how do you think it would affect yeah. the users who are not much of influencers? Uh, well, so for like normal people like me and you, we scroll through a lot of influencers, a lot of celebrities, a lot of models. Some people will not get affected by it. They will just think of social media as social media itself. Like how it's normal for people to portray the best version of themselves. So some of uh, a portion of them, they just think of it as an entertainment and they just look at it as it is. Uh, but to dig deeper, some people, I think a majority, they take this very seriously. Like they constantly want to be like them, constantly want to follow them. A lot of things happen, such as, uh, you know, makeup products. People don't really want to buy those uh, cheap quality ones. They always need to get those like very expensive, very high quality kind of makeup. Well, sometimes both, like sometimes both the cheaper one and the expensive makeup, they weigh the same, like they serve the same purpose. It's just that it's due to the brand, like they want to chase like clout, yeah. But I mean, in this context, I mean, you know, um, previously when it comes to things about makeup and skincare, you are the person that I consult. So I've always yeah. had this question in mind where you know how the influencers, um, they are the ambassadors also sponsored by the various um, beauty products or stuff like that. But then how does it really differentiate from like, let's say the cheaper beauty products or is it actually the same purpose or something? Uh, it's kind of like hard to just say it. You really have to try out like each and every one of the product to be able to really uh, give like a legit review on it. But since that, you know, so many like what so many people promote the same thing, some people would just think that it's good either way. Like let's say that if like a model promotes this product and a lot of people does the same thing and then they'll be like oh yeah sure maybe I should get it because a lot of people are promoting it and when they actually like use it they might not think that it's the best for them but they'll be like oh it's okay 
uh, since I, you know it's branded, so I don't really mind that it causes like something. You know, they don't really like to. They don't really want to complain about it. For yeah, um, females, all these influences would come from more of a beauty side of um beauty side of the social media. Whereas because for males, correct me if I'm wrong, Kang Hong. <laughs> For males, um, we look at influencers more of an admiration or, uh, yeah, more of an admiration towards the materialistic wealth. I mean, Keng Hong, how would you see this problem as in the perspective of males? From the perspective of males, I, from, I would say that, yeah, I do agree that people also do, but for guys, maybe we all look at the more materialistic things their cars, their wealth, their money, anything that's material. For bigger household, you, you would be much more interested in looking at that. And you also see like things such as maybe their cars, but cars they own. Then also things like even like body fitness also is something that yeah, people yeah. look at. I mean, guy, I admit that I look at guys who are really fit and like, wow, it's so cool. That kind of thing. Because like, I think body fitness is one thing that everyone admires especially if the guy has like a very toned very fit body and like um abs and stuff like that but does that also apply to um females because i read a lot about um self-positivity and body confidence uh what is body confidence actually i think positivity a body positivity means that you feel good in your body you just you like you try to not you don't try to let you know other standards get in your way like so what if we eat like junk food so what if we drink like soft drinks it's what i want to eat i i know my body best so i'm just doing it you know i don't try to like over overeat or i don't undereat. i just feel if i feel like eating i will if i feel like exercising i will i don't need people to tell me like, you should lose weight, you're too fat, you're this, you're that. So I feel like if you don't let this kind of things just go around your mind and you just do what's best for you, but it's also important to not overdo it because exercising, it's, uh, it's really important to you. I mean, important for you. You can eat what you want, but you have to make sure that you don't overdo it or else you will be more stressed. And it will lead to stress eating, which is even worse. Once you stress eat, you will indulge in everything. You can eat like day and night, day and night, and it will just accumulate. And when in the end, when you really feel like you're in that state of like, oh, frustration, you will just not be like positive again. So I, I do feel like it's important to both eat and exercise. You don't have to overdo it. You don't have to eat really like small portions. You don't have to exercise for like five hours a day and stuff. Just keep everything to a moderation. And I think everyone is good to go. Yeah, yeah I agree with what, what Janelle said also. Uh, what I have seen, like, because I used to do quite a lot of sports also, from what I've seen, people just eat. They just eat what they eat. They don't really diet or anything. You just eat and then... As long as you, as long as you don't, you know, 
or overeat or just like let yourself go then you should be fine because my friends eat a lot <laughs> I eat a lot too I mean I guess it's about the balance between yeah, yeah. your diet what you eat and whether and your physical activity because like I was watching a Taiwanese show and it's about health and there was this doctor who was actually a nutritionist um, where he advised on actually eating whatever you feel like as long as you balance it out with your physical activity as well because sometimes uh, I would say that the concept of having a food pyramid is over-glorified to the extent where I don't think it's healthy as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, me too. I mean, you said that the food pyramid is over is over glorified. I mean, I don't think it's over. It may be, but I, it may be over glorified in what you're trying to say. But I feel that it's also it, it's still a good guideline to keep. Just a good guideline. That's true. That it is a guideline because that is what we are taught. Since when? I don't know. Primary school or maybe even back to kindergarten. Yeah, we are taught about that forever. But I mean, because to some extent, some people view it as a way of life. I mean, it's not bad to have it as a way of life. But is it okay to have like cheat days as in just going out with your friends for maybe fast foods and stuff like that? Definitely, it's fine. You don't really have to like strictly follow the food pyramid you can go over it a bit but not to the extent where it's too much speaking of diets and um, physical activities i mean is there any specific way of physical activities that you guys think is a perfect balance towards diet especially in the context of, you know, the MCO, the coronavirus. Since, I mean, because we don't really get much space for physical activities, especially since we are in our own homes. And then some of us are having online classes and are in our rooms for more than eight hours a day. So, I mean, physical activities definitely decrease. Is there any way you guys think that there could be physical activities to be done despite being stuck at home. Yeah, I think that, you know, you still can work out, even at home. It doesn't have to, you don't have to really use, like, gym equipments and stuff. Uh, nowadays, even, uh, you know, of uh, fitness people, they post uh, fitness YouTube videos for free because, because of the lockdown. They provide free exercising and workout videos. I think it's a good way for you to just follow maybe three times a week. It doesn't have to be like workout. It can be in a form of yoga. It can be Pilates. You can also do like walk up and down the stairs or just walk around the house. That counts as physical activity as well. It's not about the space. I think it's more about how you try to optimize what you have at your home. And also, I think it's like the mentality of um you know because some people they would give an excuse that because you was um we are stuck in our home so there is no space for physical activities to be done and stuff like that and 
also a majority of guys would think that yoga and pilates are more of a female stuff. Yes. No. I, I mean, I agree. It's an impression that you get, yeah, but then it's definitely not something you follow. Sorry, you know. Yeah, a lot of people mis- like, mistook yoga and pilates as like a girly kind of workout. It's definitely not this way. Yoga, uh, definitely like, it doesn't actually work and tone your muscles a lot. Rather, it helps you to focus on your mind, relax your muscles, you know, makes you more zen and more calm. Because I've personally done a few yogas, uh, yoga videos. I follow yoga videos during this lockdown. And I think that I am more calm right now compared to uh, when I have uni classes in, uh, in my own university, which I don't even have time to exercise. So I was really tensed up that time. Right now, I feel more calm with online classes. I can just uh, chip in a one-hour yoga routine before or after my classes, and I will just be more calm, yeah, basically. Speaking of the influence of social media on today's life, let's drift into something more different. Oh, yeah. Because, because um, it is a trend nowadays. I mean, even Facebook has introduced it about dating online. The misconception of dating online is that it is solely for people who are desperate of getting into a relationship. But what do you guys think of the usage of apps such as Tinder or Tantan or etc.? I think that online dating now, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit risky, but you can do it. It's not like, you know, since it's lockdown, it's, it will be hard for you guys, like, if you were to online date, it will be hard for people to actually meet in real life. I think it can be a good platform to just get to know more people and maybe potentially you can find someone you share the same interests with. For me, I think online dating is... Um, I don't really... I have much of an opinion on online dating. It's I feel that yeah, it's a, a for me. It's just that it's it's a, a medium that pe- if people can't really manage to find people in real life, they can they can use those the apps that they like and themselves to find people who are nearby or who may have an interest or share the same interest. Then you could yeah find someone like Janelle mentioned. There would be a risk behind it. Because you won't actually know who you are contacting or who you are actually um, sharing your interest with over the internet in compared to um, real life. So it's been very common and it's in the news everywhere. Males and females are getting con, also scammed by the people that they know from this online dating platforms. Uh, I feel like definitely you will encounter one or two catfish. I think the best the best method is to just try to engage in a longer and deeper conversation. And maybe if uh, both of the parties are ready, they can uh, take a step further. They can do a voice call and maybe just uh, advance to video call. So I think it's it will be hard to... Con people with using a voice call, 
So I think that you can try to make sure that this person is legit as what he says in his profile and try to just video chat and stuff. I think that will really prevent from people catfishing. So even if, if, like, if they just try to be dodgy, they always decline, then you will know like, it's a sign that he or she might not be what like, they, are to, they are expected to be. Speaking of dating, we all have one thing in common, which is expectations about looking for someone who fits our criteria. And this often changes across time because of maturity and also maybe past relationships where you found out, hey, this wasn't the criteria that I wanted. Tell me about your expectations or the criteria that you look for in someone or do you even have them oh when i was like younger i used to not really have a criteria you know i just feel like if you like this kind of if you like this person and you have like a certain feeling then maybe you can just go for it but it's like the more i grew up the more i feel like you really have to set a criteria not to say like it has to be a really big criteria you know you don't have you don't need to have like a list of criterias maybe just one or two things that you think it's really important to you that's i think that's really important because you don't know what like what to expect from the other other partner so if you set like maybe like one or two criterias that are not like over the line as in he has to be uh, sit tall, he has to be this, he has to look like this uh, person, he has to really like be with me every day and stuff like that. You can just set something like, okay, is this person uh, responsible? Is he a responsible dude? Is he, does he make me feel like I am loved and stuff like that? So I feel like if you, if this person fits in to your criteria, like a small list of criteria, then it might be worth giving a shot. Because many people um, mistaken criteria for being needy of something, because like many people think that criteria is just fitting someone that you want to be your other half, but in reality, your other half would not 100% fit into your criteria itself. What do you think about that statement, Kang? Um, you, you, what, you're trying to, what you said was uh, a criteria. As in, you know, you have a set list of criteria mm-hmm. that you set for your partner. As in, I want my partner to be this. I want my partner to be this, this, and this. However, it is a common thing where you get into a relationship and realize that your partner doesn't really tick all of your criteria. I mean, of course, there are most of it, but it doesn't really tick most of your criteria. Uh, t- check out most of your criteria, and some people might um think that oh, she isn't she or he isn't really the person I am looking for. Ah, uh, okay. So my opinion on that is that uh, a criteria. I try to not take things too seriously. Yet. I feel so I. Even even if I do have criteria, I will be just uh having most of it will be good, and sorry, having it as a 
I, I, I feel. Uh, sorry, how do I say this? Mm -hmm. I feel that, yeah, criteria is something that you should have or some, something you should have because you need to have like a, a good standard of what a person may be. You can't really have a person who is, you know, irresponsible or so. So you have to have a set, set standard. Uh, yeah. And even if they don't fit your criteria, you can just work around it. Not everything is perfect, so yeah, just go with it. Because I think um, the criteria also, it just serves as a foundation towards who you are, um, who you are looking for in order to stay with you in your life and to mature with. But it is not really a set base of um, something you have to check out in order to determine that person as someone you are really looking for. Because, I mean, different people have different ways of establishing a criteria. For example, in my case, I don't know if I told you about this before, Janelle, but you might know that I have a list of things which are stupid. <laughs> like a few years ago, if you remember. I do. I do. <laughs> where, I, where, where I mentioned I wanted to date what? The ethnicity must be yeah. what? Taiwan, yeah. Taiwanese or Korean. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, that, those kind of criteria are set in an age where you are not mature. Yeah. But when you grow up, you do realize that it doesn't really matter because all it matters is despite your partner not being able to fit into most of your criteria, there has to be the presence of tolerance in order to sustain a relationship, right? Yep, definitely. How would you guys uh, check off your criteria for a partner? Uh, for me, I do have like one or two criteria. They are quite important to me because it's, it's not like my, my criteria is not really about how you look, you know, how you, how, how tall you should be and stuff. It's more about how you can, uh, you know, make me feel like I am your girlfriend. So I think this criteria, my, my own criteria that I set is quite important. But if my other half doesn't really fit into it, I think I will just be more acceptive because even though he's not like what, even though he's not, Fit, he didn't fit into my into my criteria. I should just think about the other good things that he has and just try to make myself like be more accept acceptive of him basically. How about you, Kengo? Mm, for me, uh for now I don't know, my ex my uh, criteria that I have is it's basically just how much I can get along with the person. I don't really have much of an expectation of who I or if I want because right now I don't really think I'm I'll be dating or so it's just yeah it's not something I'm looking for right now so so even if it does happen I mean anything can happen right I mean for me it's mostly just as long as I can get along with the person it's fine well I mean yeah it seems like the criteria um that we mentioned, like Janelle mentioned, as you, your criteria is about how the guy makes you feel about your relationship, as in whether he's able to make you feel secure, right? Yeah. 
So I guess criteria actually scales with maturity in a sense where, you know, when we were young, our criteria would be how tall and then she needs to be pretty, uh, he needs to be handsome, uh, she needs to play this, she has to have this skill, he has to do that for me. But as we mature, we realize that it is more about how they make us feel about them. And also, most importantly, I think it's about ourselves. Yep, definitely. Diverting from the criteria side, because the criteria or let's say the expectations are more on our personal perspective of view. However, our partner will also have um, different expectations and different criteria for us ourselves to be checked off from their list. And if our partner is so lucky to have the same maturity as us, uh, that would be good because that would be an element of tolerance in the relationship itself. However, there could be some partners where they are forceful for their expectations on top of what you are doing. So how would you live up to your partner's expectations or rather, will you really change yourself if your partner mentioned that what you are doing is destroying your relationship? Uh, I would say that I wouldn't immediately change for him, but I would just like have a conversation with him like privately i would just talk to him about what what does he think like that what am i lacking in this relationship if he thinks that like if he tells me about it and he thinks that i should change myself then it's up to my it's up to me if i want to change it or not if i feel like yeah he's true it's correct i think i think i have been like this 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 i think i should change then I will, uh, I might take the initiative to try to improve on that. Not to say change immediately, entirely, but improve on what is lacking. What about you, Kengo? Uh, for me, I would take into account like what they are asking. Because if they're asking me to change something that is that I know is not a very good thing, like maybe certain habits or something like that. If I know and if I agree that it is a bad thing, then yeah, maybe I'll, yeah, then I will work towards changing that part of me. But then if it's something that I, I think that it shouldn't cause a problem or I feel that it's something that is like fundamental to me, something like that, I am not really sure how to say this. <laughs> Uh, Something w- that's important to you as your identity, you mean? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I guess that. I guess so, yeah. And I would be more hesitant to change that. But then again, you have to, yeah, I guess, like, like Janelle said, you have to talk it out and see how it go, see what happens from there, I guess. Would you guys agree on the statement that it takes two persons to complete a relationship? Yes, I do agree. Yeah. Basically, the whole idea of bringing in um, relationships and uh, having a partner, dating in this episode is actually relating to self-confidence as well and also self-love. Because I do believe before you could love someone, you have to have a certain extent of self-love and you have to learn how to love yourself before learning how to love someone else. Yes. Definitely. Because 
in a relationship, many people tend to lose themselves in order to fulfill their partner's expectations. Yeah, because like some people are too obsessed in the relationship where they try their best to satisfy everything that the partner wants of them. And in the process of loving the partner, they lose themselves. I think to one extent, you will like have some days where you feel like you're not enough. Like you're not, you feel like you're not worthy enough for your other partner, and it's pretty normal to think this way. But it's, uh, I feel like it's really important to try to know the, your boundaries and the line cross. So, if you think that you, like you, you think that you are not really compatible with your partner and stuff. You have to remember to really communicate with your partner instead of just trying to lose yourself in the process. I think it's. I think people tend to lose themselves because they lack of proper communication between their partners. They try to, like, overcloud their thoughts with these things like, "Oh, you're not enough for him. You're not this. You're not that. People can do better than you. Other people can be a better fit for your partner." And this thing. Really destroys your thoughts, and also in the process make you lose yourself. So I think that in order to balance this out, communication is really the key. Yeah, I agree with what Janelle said. Communication is key to like what yeah you have, you have to talk it out with your partner if anything does happen. Because um, I'm quite sure it's really common for people to feel down. If you feel like you don't you aren't confident in yourself, you would have, even if it's not your partner, you would still need to talk to someone about it, I feel. Have a pick-me-up talk, I guess you could say. I don't know. But if that's the case, aside from the communication part, as um, Kang Hong said, it's about communication. But do you guys think that it also relates into accepting yourself, as in doing the best on your part first before um, contributing or sacrificing for your partner. Yeah, self-love really plays a role in a relationship because, yeah, like you said, if you do not love yourself, how do you love other people? If you... Uh, self-love means you accept yourself for who you are. You try to uh, take note of your own good qualities and maybe try to improve on what you're lacking. So I think that it's really important for people to have self-love first so that they don't cloud themselves with all these bad thoughts. And this will potentially uh, save your relationship. Yeah. There has to be an element of confidence in yourself that you are doing your best for your partner as well, right? Yeah. Coming to the end of the show, do you guys have any advices for people of our age? or rather um, teenagers on the issue of embracing inner beauty and also learning to love themselves before learning to love someone else. Just accept yourself as who you are and if you accept yourself, that's when you can lead, like, you can love other people. Do you have any advices, Kengong? Hmm, my advice just be comfortable with yourself. Yeah, just be comfortable with yourself. Don't 
you don't need to change for for people. Just be confident in yourself, then you have a you'll be happier for it. That's for sure. It is really important to learn to love yourself and be comfortable with yourself. Be confident in yourself before actually getting into a relationship, because all those counts as maturity, right? Yeah. I guess yeah. Those are actually very important elements in order to learn to love yourself. So, love yourself and live a happy life. I want to thank every one of you for staying till the end of the episode today, and also another shout out to Janelle for accepting the invitation on this episode today. Follow us on Instagram. At uncover underscore sessions. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to us. Give us a like. Turn on the notifications button. We are also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many of your favorite podcast platforms. See you in the next episode.